Um, this morning, sincerely, I am not prepared to, um, I'm not, I didn't come to preach or to teach. I want us to have a conversation this morning. We want to have a conversation. Just, just have a feeling. It's like we are sitting on the family table, you know, having a very important conversation. And the only thing is that the content of this conversation is the word of God, which is designed to build us up. And the Bible said to deliver the inheritance to us. So I want you to relax this morning. Don't look at me as a preacher or a teacher. I'm just a brother. And uh, this is like a family meeting. Somebody say amen. Are you ready for that? Okay. And so don't forget what we have been discussing for a while. We'll be following. And so this morning I want to share with you that seeing a vision is the beginning of change. Seeing a vision is the beginning of change. To see a vision is the beginning of change. I want us to have a conversation around that area. That seeing a vision is the beginning of change. And when I say change, I'm saying the change that transforms a man from God, from man level to God level. That transforms the weak to the strong. The man who lacks understanding and direction, suddenly he's walking in a new path. And my God specializes in doing that. Somebody say, everyone, amen. And so watch this, watch this. Don't forget what I said. I see in a vision. I talked about vision. And uh, many people characterize a lot of things as visions. They misrepresent the word. Some people call dreams visions. But what I'm talking about here, if I say vision, you know what we've been talking about. We're talking about seeing how your life should go. That's what we're talking about. This vision is not that you saw, you ate Akara in the dream, and you're trying to look for the interpretation. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about that our father is a God of vision. He stood and he saw the end from the beginning. And so if we're his children and we're like him, we ought to flow just like our father. That we can see the beginning. We can see where we're going to. We can see. And I've said a lot of things already on this. I've talked about a lot of things. I've shared a lot of things. How our perception controls our reality. I've shared a whole bunch of that. I have told you that you cannot move a mountain outside that you have not first moved on the inside of you. Is that true? It doesn't matter how you push. Look at what God said. He said, it's not by power, nor by might, but by what? My spirit. That's what he says. And the more you grow spiritually, the more you start to realize that Listen, it is not about a force of you trying to change things. It's more about you aligning yourself with what God has done. Understand what I'm saying? Life is not, it can get difficult when we try to use our self-will, our power to get things to change. It's more easier when we align ourselves with what God has done. That means we are empowered. Something empowers you. Something helps you. Something is always lifting you up. Where others are struggling, you seem to be excelling because you have a push behind you. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? That it is better we align with what God has done. Don't forget, the one who created the heaven and earth has a plan. Is that true? Is that true? He could have just created it like that. There's a plan. So, when we realize that we can align ourselves with his plan, and that's what I'm talking about, seeing a vision. So this morning, I'm sharing with you that seeing a vision is the beginning of change. Don't forget, don't forget, not by power, not by might. The first thing I want to bring to your attention is this. See, we are learning. Let me put it that way. God is retraining us to 
show us how to walk like him. And it can be challenging because we have all been conditioned to think and walk as man. Our calculations and all that stuff is based on our three-dimensional reality or let me the five senses that we have. And so we are used to walk in a particular way. And most of those ways came because of the disconnect man had with God. So man had to look for a way to survive. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. It's a different, when you see a life driven by a vision, it's different from a life who is just trying to survive. Is that true? Very clear. Different things. Two different things. There are people who exist. There are people who thrive. There are people who live with no sense of direction. So anything goes. And so now, it's becoming a little challenging because we are used to walking like man. But God is retraining us to walk like him. Somebody say, if you have been man. I don't know about you. I want to walk like my father. You know what Jesus says? He says, if you have seen me, you have seen uh, my father. What my father does, that's what I do. How many of you know that Jesus was setting the example for us? How many of you know that? Because he was given to be our example. God manifested in him to show us how sons should relate to their father. And so it's not difficult. Now what makes it challenging is that we are used to. So where I come from is like we say this way. It's like you know you are left handed but at an old age you are learning to be right handed. It can be challenging. We are used to doing things from the outside. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. We are used to letting outside forces control us. We are used to. In fact, we are used to doing things, making choices based on what has been said to us. Based on what we are supposed to. Let me ask you this question. How many of you eat a bar in the morning as breakfast? How many of you? Huh? How many of you? Okay, one. So, once in a while. Okay, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. When you finish eating a bar, do you feel so confident to go and tell people, I ate a bar this morning? Do you feel that? You feel like you did something wrong, right? Listen to me. You, right? You feel like you did something wrong. <laughs> Isn't that true? You feel like you did something wrong, right? But did you do something wrong? Did your stomach complain? Why is that? Because you've been conditioned to think that in the morning you start with bread and tea, isn't it? Our coffee. So, <laughs> so tired. <laughs> that's how you've been conditioned. So that's how, so listen to this. So when you think about your food now, you think about it in that way. Whether it's what you need or what you don't need. Right? But you are, you are, uh, you are a human being. Let me put it that way. When you eat it by the morning, you don't go tell people, man, I just, man, this is by 8 by 7 a.m. is, is awesome. You don't, you don't do that. You want to talk about fried, uh, fried egg, you know, and, you know, butter and stuff like that. That's what you want to talk about. But I, you know what? I use this very simple exercise, this simple example to tell you how conditioned we are. Nobody is outside of it. So when you're thinking, you are thinking, you think that you are thinking. No, you are thinking what has been taught for you. You are thinking what has been taught for you. If you eat a bar and go to school, you cannot tell your students that this morning I ate manna. They are what I ate this morning. It's amazing. No. They will even laugh at you. Right? But don't forget. Okay, so see what we do now. See what we do. So we now start this light food in the morning. 
Mm? Perhaps we go through the day eating. Then in the evening, we not eat apple. We not swallow. And we should know the day is not good in any way. How many of you agree with that? Yeah, because you are going to bed. <laughs> so, listen. I'm using this example to tell you that many times what you are thinking is not your thought. You are thinking what you have been told. You are thinking environment, religion, culture, tradition conditions our mind in a particular way. So we are used to doing things in a particular way. And we are social creatures. So you want to belong. You don't want to be the outliner. You want to be like everybody else. So whether tea and bread they hungry you, in the morning you take tea and bread. There are some people, listen here, there are some people, eh, since you are left, you know that you would have preferred it by the morning. You know. <laughs> you know now, you know. You know, but when you ask, imagine going to somebody's house, visiting somebody's house in the morning, they ask you, what do you want to eat? You say, give me a bar. And this in the morning, you see? You will confirm. Tell them, you know, bread and tea. Just, just a cup of tea. <laughs> Alright, I love to make things practical so that you can connect to it. And the grace is to simplify the word of God where it is tangible for us. Somebody say it loud, Amen. And so watch this. So, so we have been conditioned to flow. I want you to understand that. So that we can flow in his own way. And so, I just told you now that seeing a vision is the beginning of change. And I've explained to you how our mind works. How you and I have been programmed. So if you are programmed with the wrong vision, you have wrong manifestations. If you are programmed with the wrong thing, it will give birth. I've explained this to you here. There are people who are poor. Again, again, before I say that, let me remind you what you have said. Is it God that sits in heaven and decides that Mr. A will be rich and Mr. B will be poor? Is that God that made that decision? Is that God? Is that God? You know why? Because if God says Mr. A will be rich, Mr. B will be poor. And here I am trying to help Mr. B to become poor. Am I fighting against God? Huh? Think. Am I fighting against God? Because the will of God for this man is for him to be poor. If I'm teaching the man to be rich, I'm fighting against the purpose of God for that man. So if it was so, I would say to God, please show me. Give me the eyes. So that when I see somebody, I will know where they belong. When I see a man that you are destined for that man to be poor, what I can do is to help that man to be poor. Because that is the will of God for that man. No. There is no good father with correct sense who desires his children to be poor. Even earthly fathers, if any earthly father is desiring poverty for his children, the man no good sense. Is that true? Good. Not let alone God. And so, we are victims, let me put it that way, of the environment, of conditioning. And so, when we come here, we try to uncondition us by the grace of God. So that you can see the way God sees. Somebody say, very loud, amen. How many of you are ready to see the way God sees? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's what this is all about. So, watch this. So, watch this. I started by saying one thing, first of all, that seeing a vision is the beginning of change. Because you have to see where you're going to. And so, we want to go back now and I say to you, the challenge we have example is that the way God works is not the way we work. So, even though we can be religious, we can be all religious. Let me give you another example. You go out and somebody tries to insult you. 
somebody says to you, you are stupid, you are a useless man, or try to attack you. What do you do? Now, that encounter brings a kind of image to you. And guess what happens? You now start to respond or react to that. Is that what we do? Is that what we do? Somebody force you. You are foolish. You are stupid. You are this. And that causes a stimuli that makes you to react out of anger. So that outside force brings out what from you? Anger. And the decisions you are making are angry decisions. How many of you know that angry decisions are never good? How many of you know that? You are now reacting out of anger. You can say things that you shouldn't say or do things that you shouldn't do. But guess what happened? The force came from where? Outside. And when it came from outside, you now reacted to it. But there's a way you grow on the inside. When that force comes, it does not change you into what it brings. You change it. It does not change you. Those things used to make me upset. You know, while I lived in America, I didn't quarrel with anybody on the road. I didn't quarrel with anybody on the road. I drove, everybody drive his own. I drive my own. So I convinced myself that I was a very perfect gentleman. Yeah? If you ask me, I will tell you that I'm a very, I don't know if any, I don't quarrel with anybody until I came back here. And so I'm driving on the road on my own. I'm not looking for anybody's trouble. Somebody will come to my back and blow home. Beep, 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 beep. The man will pass you and look at you as a stupid man. <laughs> and then small, small. Something started to come up. <laughs> the gentleman started to go small, small. Right? And I started to respond. So when they say, I'm here to, after they say waka, I will use my two hands and say waka. <laughs> and then one day, I remember being in my car, in, in, my, in my car, and I began having this conversation. Should they change you or should you change them? Right? What, the world will do something. People will say something. But don't forget, you have the power to react the way you choose. You always have the power. And so when somebody looks at me and calls me stupid, I know that the man has a problem. Someone looks at you and says, you're stupid. Like how? He has a problem, not me. So I'm not going to react like somebody who has a problem. If I follow him, I will react like him and become a problem like him. If a man looks at me and says I'm stupid, the man has a problem. So I don't react to him as I am stupid. I react to him as he has a problem. That's what I'm telling you. Because what we have done is to allow the outside forces to change us. To condition us in particular ways. You used to be a kind-hearted person helping everybody and then they started betraying you all over. Then you shut up yourself. You close up yourself. So I won't do it again. I'll be hurt so much. Listen to me. I'm giving these examples just to help you understand that most, most times, first of all, is this practical, is this practical enough for everybody here in this house? Yes. The word of God has to be practical. I can tell you the stories of Ezekiel and Jeremiah and you know, all these people, they've done their work, but we are here now to live the life. In fact, the work they did was to enable us to live this life now. Don't forget. The work the prophets did was to enable you and I live this life. And we have to live the life. Somebody say, Amen. Let me hear you say, I'm living the life. 
come and live and live your life. Welcome to live your life. And that's what I'm explaining to you. And this life is very practical in every aspect of our life. So, God walks from the invisible realm to the visible. We walk from the visible and try to change things on their side. And I'll give you the example now and tie it back to, give me Hebrews chapter 11 verse number 3. Hebrews chapter 11 verse number 3. Let me give you an example of how God works. Hebrews 11 Hebrews 11.3 Okay, before the projector comes up, I think they are switching light back and forth. Um, somebody grab the scripture and read that for me quickly. Hebrews 11 verse number 3. Quickly, somebody find it and read for me. Listen to that. For faith faith. I love that because you are reading Tibet, you Yeah, that's it. <laughs> faith empowers us to see. That see is to understand, to know. Faith empowers us to see that what is created, that means what is visible, came to be from what was invisible. By faith, the other, the other translation just says, by faith we understand. The TPT says faith empowers us. That means it is in the eyes of faith. Don't forget, I was telling you this morning about seeing. Faith empowers us to see that what is visible now came from a realm that was what? Invincible. If you read the last line, it says that God spoke. Is that what it says? Okay, read it. Read the finishing line. So do you see that? He spoke and then the invisible realm gave birth to all that is what? Visible. So everything that is visible came from the realm of the invincible. So God is spirit. Don't forget. God is spirit. And the challenge we have is that most times we think about God from the paradigm of man not realizing that God is spirit. The Bible says that God is spirit. Those who must worship him will worship in truth and in what? In spirit. We are dealing with a spiritual nature. And it means that there is more to what your physical eyes can see. There is more to what my physical eyes can see. There is more to what your physical eyes can see. First of all, we have to understand the way God works. The Bible said he spoke and the invisible realm produced things that are visible. So what is visible came from what was invisible. Does that make sense? Is that clear enough? So that's the way God works. So example, the Bible says, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and earth, the earth was, uh, was without form, darkness covered the face of the earth. So guess what happened? The Bible said, God said, let there be light. So there was no light physically, right? But he came, he looks at darkness and he says, let there be light. That's an example of something that is invisible becoming a reality. Just follow me carefully. Don't forget what I said, God is our father. If it's our father, we want to walk like him. Because that is his design. God has filled us, given us his nature, given us his spirit, so that we can flow like him, we can walk like him. So, okay, so faith empowers us to see that the universe, the universe, is that a physical thing? Is that a physical thing? Alright, so faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and not only created, but beautifully what? Coordinated. Not just created, 
So the sun at this time, the moon at this time, the uh, rain, rainy season at this time, springtime, and everything beautifully coordinated. But how? By the power of God's what? Words. Remember I told you this morning, when you come here, we present the same words to you so you can use it to wash your face. Because when you wash your face, you can see. He said, he spoke and then the invincible realm gave birth to all that is seen. So when he saw darkness, he didn't complain about the darkness. He did not analyze the darkness. He didn't teach us the seven dynamics of the darkness. He said, let there be light. That's why I said to people, my ministry is not to tell you how terrible things are. God has sent us to speak the truth that sets you free. Somebody say amen. amen. My work is not to tell you one million ways you can sin against God. My work is to announce to you by the authority of God that you are forgiven of your sins. I'm not here to tell you how to make God angry. The things that you need to do to make God happy. We know that the Bible said even before the foundation of the world, he already loved us. And so, watch this. God, a preacher I used to follow those days said, if God has said, remember the thing came by the word of God, if God has said, wow, it's very dark, he said darkness will multiply. Hmm? So, when God saw darkness, he said, let there be light. Simple. May we get to that place in the name of Jesus. It's your experience. That's your experience. That's your experience. Don't forget, what I'm showing you and what I'm talking about is how to be like our father. That is bringing out what is in our spirit to manifestation. Bringing out what is in the realm of the invincible for it to be visible. Because that's the way God works. God doesn't analyze the darkness. God doesn't quantify the darkness. You know, when people have issues now, they come talking to me. I used to spend time talking back and forth. This one will talk his own part. This one will talk his own part. We'll not try to confirm this part. This part does not match to this part. We'll not come back again. We'll analyze this one. We'll go back and forth. We'll talk this one. This one wants me to blame this one. This one wants me to blame this one. Uh-uh. Now I come to a place when I tell you, Olga, say, what do you want? What exactly do you want? So after we have blamed everybody, what do you want? Simple. Because my time is not spent in analyzing the problem. It's bringing the, the solutions. Are you with me so far? I'm not sent to analyze the problems. No. You can sit down in this country and analyze all this, all the problems in this country until Christ comes. Nothing will change. How many of you know that? Or you can start to call out the realities that you see. That's what I'm saying. Don't forget. I don't know. Maybe it was used to be better before. But ever since I opened my eyes in this country, things have never been good. We have never had any time. Nigerians come out and say, wow, we have a perfect president now. The economy is working now. I've never had that before. Maybe those who are older may have. But from my generation, all we have seen is complaint right from when I was in primary school. The first stories we had in primary school was how people stole money and packed it pack in tanks or in water tanks. <laughs> the story of stealing money has it changed? You can whine. 
you can complain. You can analyze how much has been stolen. You can even curse the people who are stolen. You can use your time and continue to curse Buhari. The man is getting better. Oh, like your father. In the midst of all the darkness, you can begin to comfort your own light. Nobody follows a man who only complains and analyzes. People follow men who have solutions. Nobody follows this man. Say, hey, let us follow Bro Mike. Eh? When you follow him, eh? he knows how to analyze all the problems. No. In fact, the kind of people you will attract are people who are going nowhere. They will follow you. You become their friend. You go, you all gather. If not this boy, eh, I will, what is Bilonia now? Would I be Bilonia by now? <laughs> Next time, another person comes. Listen to me. What I'm teaching you, what I'm saying here, sharing with you, is how, don't forget, Jesus was on a boat for the fact that Jesus was on a boat did not stop the storm from coming. But he did not analyze the storm. He simply said, peace, be still. Look at your neighbor and say, stop wasting your time. Stop wasting your time. Don't waste your time. Listen, we are, so, we are here to be, we have been called. The Bible said, he has called us to be light unto the world. Oh God, if there was no darkness, there would be no need of light. If there was no darkness, there would not be a need for light. We are called to be light because there is darkness. And so, you can choose where to belong. Whether you can belong on those who waste their life away, Grinding their teeth for nothing. Or those who bring that answers. And because it doesn't matter how dark it is. doesn't matter how crazy it is. You can create your own light. And that's what I'm talking about. Because our father, the Bible says, don't forget. He spoke and the invisible realm. That means the peace that was not existing became the reality in the room. The oppression that was not there. Suddenly becomes because you have seen it on the inside of you and you can bring it out. Don't forget, I started by saying the challenge we have is that we work from outside inside. God works from inside the outside. And so when you make your plans, you make your plans based on after you have calculated all the outside circumstances, you now make your plan. No, from this time you will plan from inside. Somebody say amen. You learn how to plan with the abundance of the God that is already in you. So when you speak about things, you are not speaking about what you see with your physical eyes only. You are speaking from what your spiritual eyes is telling you. Because inside of him, there's abundance. How many of you know that? Let me give you another example. Romans uh, chapter 4 verse 7 of how God works. Don't forget this scripture. The invisible gave, give birth to the visible. Romans chapter 4 verse 7. Romans chapter 4. Oh, sorry, verse 17 I think. Romans 4.17. I just want to give you another example. So that's what the scripture means when it says, I have made you the father of many nations. He is our example and father. For in God's presence, he believed that God can raise the dead and call into being again. Watch that. Call into being things that don't even exist, eh? Yet. Is that the same thing we said the other side? Okay, so he's telling you that God calls into being things that does not exist. How many of you know that it doesn't matter wherever you are in the world, there are problems to be solved? How many of you know that? You can complain about the problems or you can become a solution provider. Simple. And all of us can do that because we have God on the side of us. 
when you look at the situations, everybody's running around whining and complaining. But because you now see the life the way God sees life, you read the universe the way God, you read the universe. God begins to speak through you, begins to show you where. Begins to show you how things work. Begins to give you another line of direction. He says that God can, he said he believed the God that can raise the dead, number one. I'll talk about that. And then the one that comes into being things that don't even exist. Don't forget, we said that perception will always control what? Reality. It does not exist in the physical, but in the realm of God, you can already see it. And this example is about Abraham. Abraham, that later changed to Abraham. If you read well, what the Bible is saying here is that God come, came to a man who was childless and said to the man, you are going to be father of, of many nations. Does that make sense? Number one, they are childless. Number two, they have, the Bible said they have passed childbearing age. So, biologically, physically, it was already case close, impossible. It was already case close. Yeah. So think now. Everything around them was impossible now. Biologically, physically, it's impossible. They couldn't do it. And God comes to this man and says, Yes, dude, you are going to be father of many nations. Not that you are going to have a child, but you are going to be the father of many nations. Is that calling things that don't exist as if they do? Yes. The God comes to this man and says, hey, dude, don't worry. If you read the account very well, it's funny. I've showed you here. Uh, Abraham started telling God, you know, yeah, you know, all this thing you're saying to me is okay, but, you know, I have no child. And then, uh, this, uh, you know, that's most, most, that's how we pray, right? Our prayer to God is complaining. Hmm? <laughs> uh, our prayer to, to God is complaining. Uh, and he says, and you know, this Eliezer of Damascus who, and uh, those details are very important in the Bible. It tells you where the guy comes from. So it tells you that that guy is, a, is somebody outside of his heritage. That's why I say Eliezer of Damascus, right? That's outside the commonwealth of Israel. That's outside. So it says, is this Eliezer of Damascus that's going to be my head? God said, no, don't worry. You are going to be the father of many nations. To a childless couple who have passed the childbearing age. But you see, that's why I said, when he came to man, the situation was hopeless. Isn't that true? But God says, no. In my own calendar, you are just about to start. Somebody say, you love him, man. You are just about to start. Life is just about to start. And that's why the Bible said that the God calls into being things that don't even exist. If you need to complain, eh, maybe this is where we need to complain. We need to have people who complain. And their complaint is always calling things to be that does not exist. Instead of the other way around. Instead of the other way around. And let me tell you this. Some of you have already manifested this. It's just that you didn't know. Some decisions you took, you took those decisions not because of what you saw on the outside, but what you saw on the inside of you. Some choices you have made so far. That's how we came. You already saw. You didn't have data to prove it. But something in you told you that this is the right way to go. Praise God. Anybody been there before? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And so, that's the pattern that God works. Now, notice this carefully. This also works on a negative way. This also works on a negative way. And that's why the light of God must come inside. But I'm don't, I don't want to spend time today talking on that side. I just want to help you understand 
that this is the way God works. God is not limited to for what we can see or what we have in our hand. But there is much more when we look into the spirit of God in us. The light of God in us. And then you start to see things that don't exist on the outside. You start to see how things can get better. I don't know what you think, but you have to know that God wants everybody to get better. How I hope you know that. He's our father. He wants everybody. No matter, listen to me carefully. It's religion that tells you all those drama. No matter whether the man is a sinner or, or not, God does not encourage sin, right? But what he's telling you is that no matter who that man is, in fact, the nature of God is he is ready to leave the 99 and go for the one that was lost. Is that true? We should be like that, friends. That's what I'm telling you. We should be like that. Always committed. Always committed in our thoughts. Consistently, what we are asking is what can we do to get things better? To improve the life of those around us. To give out more of the light we have. Don't waste your time. If you, I've been warning you about this thing. In fact, if you are still doing it, never, don't carry it next year. Any Odo's Complainers Association of Nigeria, don't join them. Don't run away from them. It do, let me tell you, what it does is that it brings up negative energy in you. That's what I'm telling you. It brings up negative energy. Leave them. I don't say, I'm not teaching you to go and correct everybody because some people, they have gone too far. <laughs> they have gone too far. They, they've gone too far. I, I said I was going to start something. Only that on Facebook these days, I, I made a decision intentional that all I do on Facebook is about the gospel. There's a time I used to talk about the country. I, I used to see some of these videos where somebody killed somebody in California, right? I said I will, I will share it and tag it. This can only happen in Nigeria. Did you understand the joke? Somebody killed somebody in California, but I'll post it and say this can only happen in Nigeria. Why? Because people are always saying that. The same things happen elsewhere. It's just in different dimension. But it's not like the world is native. Listen to me, what I'm telling you. It never brings any solution. Mark anybody who's, who has become a professional complainer. The spirit it brings wears you down. When you want to do something and go and tell that person, you are in trouble self. They have made a choice. You make your own choice. My own choice is that I am like my father. I call things to become into existence when they don't exist. Somebody say amen. I'm not limited by the decisions of the government. There are other options for me. Somebody say amen. That's what I'm talking about. Run away. Run away. If you can't correct them, if you can't correct them, excuse yourself. It's not every conversation that you have to be part of. Respectfully, excuse yourself. Don't let them corrupt your spirit. Don't let them corrupt your mind. Don't forget what corrupted Adam and Eve was a conversation. I just told you that where the mind goes, the mind follows. If your mind is full of darkness over the place that you stay, that forces your mind. You can be struggling to get light, it will never come. So don't let no man pull you back. Except if you want to join them, fine. It's your, it's your choice. But you can stay knowing that your father is not a complainant. He doesn't complain. He just finds solutions. Somebody say amen now, amen. I was showing you last Sunday, remember? The disciples of Jesus saw a man who was born blind. They asked Jesus, whose fault is it? 
That's what they asked Jesus. And he said, and Jesus said, we've always been trying to ask the other, this man that was born blind, look at the stupid question. Whose fault is it? Is it a man's fault? Or his parents? Maybe his parents will understand. But somebody who is born blind, how can it be the man's fault? They said, they said, they asked Jesus, who sinned? It's a question of sin. Who sinned? Is it the man? Oh God, I am not sent to call to look for sinners. I'm sent to tell sinners that their sins are forgiven. That's my work. And by the way, for those of you who are on Facebook, you saw me sharing some content this week from one of our fathers of faith in this country. Those things that we said that those days, I was still saying that they say it's not true. They say we're heretics. He's not saying the same thing. If you're on Facebook, you would have seen me share some certain things. And one of those things, we said that when they, any man who puts his faith in Christ alone for salvation, we said that that faith guarantees that man's salvation. They said no. If you forget to give your neighbor back his matches, you will lose your salvation. The same people who spend their time looking for sinners are now saying, if you put your faith in Christ, your salvation is permanent. We stood and we say, a man who is in Christ cannot be cursed. That coming into Christ is a him before curses. It doesn't matter what you are. That his sins was done. It doesn't matter which atrocity. If a man, because the Bible says anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. All things have passed away. And he said if a man is in Christ, that man cannot and will never be cursed. They said we are lying. Now he's saying the same thing. And I posted on my WhatsApp status. Say so now, maybe people will believe because our big brothers have realized. I said, I posted on Facebook, I said, you, those of you who call those heretics, now here's another heretic. <laughs> Somebody say, Amen. You know, why did we insist? Because we saw light. In the midst of men calling, in the midst of all the arguments will saw light and will stood to it. And that light will continue to multiply. Somebody say, Father, Amen. They will see. They will see. When we began this, they said to me, first they said to me, you know, uh, we have heard these kind of things before. Um, you know, uh, it's just a matter of time. Uh, you know, where I said, if it is about man, it will change. But if this is of God, it can only get better. It can only grow over and over. So now that our, let me tell you the person I'm talking about, Dr. W.F. Kumui. Of all people. is the one who now says, No, say in Christ, there's no generational curse. Is that what we're teaching you from the beginning? He said, No generational curse. So all those drama, all those drama, service, let us gather believers and deliver them from generational curses. <laughs> Number one is fraud. One. Two, at best, is ignorance. How can a man be in Christ and be cursed? Salvation is that you and Christ have become one. Who Christ is is who you are. That's what salvation means. And that brings up a man above from every limitation. 
That man has a new place to stand on. It doesn't matter where he's coming from. It doesn't matter who his parents are. Because this man has a new DNA. He has a new spirit. And that is God. And whoever, the Bible says, Jesus says, whatever is born of man is man. Whatever is born of spirit is spirit. Born again is that you are reborn by the spirit. And then, we continued. Because in the place of darkness, we saw light. And that light is burning louder and louder. And those who call them heretics, maybe now, you know me, know me now, so they can call me any name. Now they will fear to call them a heretic. Is that true? <laughs> now I'm calling heretic. Uh, you start to rethink. And more and more is coming. I said this to you, you will see it. More and more of them will see what we're saying. They will see it. See, okay? If it is truth, it doesn't matter how long it stays, it will come out. It will come out. Praise God. Don't forget. This truth is what a man needs to transform his life. I told you that seeing a vision is the beginning of change. And this vision we are seeing is who we are in Christ. That a man is Christ cannot be cursed. Those uh, Brother Roland did something this week that we're sending out. And I said, listen, listen, the day you believe that you are cursed, that day is the day you affirm and activate curse over your life. That day. That day is the day you become cursed. Because you have accepted that. You have released, you have believed in that. In fact, you have chosen that. That's how it works. And so what does Satan do? Same thing. Gather people together. Tell them stories about... Let me show you how this works. How many of you heard the story of the woman who died last week? Who was beaten by a snake in his toilet? How many of you saw the story? Huh? How many of you have looked at your toilet twice since that time? <laughs> See? That woman's reality is now becoming your reality. Have you noticed that? And all your life, listen to this carefully, all your life, you have been going to toilet. Some people now, it doesn't matter whether you live on the ground floor or on the floor. People are pouring salt, everything inside your toilet. <laughs> Trying to kill non-resistant snakes. <laughs> it puts fear. How many of you have learned to turn on light when you walk in the toilet now? You all your light. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what used to happen. They will tell you this story of how there is this woman somewhere. I don't know why they are always calling women. I don't know. There is this woman somewhere. She did like this. She did like that. And then she had children. And then this one had one eye. And then this one. They say, ah, it was the generational cause of what their forefathers did. Your own forefather did not do the thing. But now it has become your own reality. Because now that's how you are living your life. Don't forget that what corrupted humanity is not what they did. It's the knowledge they reckoned. Adam and Eve did not do any physical sin. No! What corrupted them was the knowledge they received. Good and evil. And they are now reading God with the knowledge of good and evil. And that's why, listen, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, the full deliverance will come to you when the knowledge of good and evil is purged from your mind. 
Because we never had it from the beginning. Okay, why do we have problem in our relationships? It's the knowledge of good and the evil. You greeted me. You didn't say it louder. You gave me food. It was not warm enough. I told you I love you. The way you responded, I didn't like it. You did me like this. I did you like this. You did me like this. I did you like this. And then that's what happened. Resentments starts to build up over and over. Negative energy starts to build up over and over. Have you noticed that? It's the knowledge of good and the evil. The full deliverance comes. And listen to me. This one I'm telling you is original in this place. I never heard anybody say this until the Spirit of God first of all asked me. He said, look first. Look, look, look first. Adam sinned. I said yes. But look, what did he do? I never saw it before. The Bible said the knowledge of good and the evil. What do you mean? The knowledge. So it's knowledge. It's not apple. It was a different level of understanding. It was knowledge. But that knowledge contained good and the evil. And how is humanity corrupted? Because when we give birth to children, it is the same knowledge we transfer to them. So when they look at God, they look at God from the knowledge of good and evil. Friends, that's why I started, I stopped arguing with people. Because when they realize, I am seeing God from the knowledge of Christ. You are seeing God from the knowledge of good and the evil. That's what we need to teach. And that's why teaching is compulsory, necessary. Because we are trying to help deliver you completely. Because remember I told you, our problem is that God has a way it, he works. We have a way we work. So we work from the knowledge of good and evil. God works only in light. So when somebody says to me, you are stupid, knowledge of good and evil says, ah, this man has done something bad. Let me respond. But I look at him and say, because I have a higher knowledge. I say, no, this brother has a problem. Did you notice that? I don't have to tell myself, anger, I bend you. Anger, I cage you. No. The way I think suppresses anger. I don't have to go to deliverance to be delivered from the spirit of anger. No. The knowledge with which I operate makes me look at a man and smile instead of folding my hand. You say I'm stupid, eh? Hmm? You say I'm stupid, eh? Before you know it, pastor, they are supporting pastor in a fight. Or when a pastor friend of ours says in Lagos, I don't know what happened. Then somebody hit his car. You know these uh, these uh, crazy drivers. He said he came out from the car. <laughs> he came out from his car. He wanted to go and drive the guy. And his friend said, hey, "Pastor, you must not go outside." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Yeah, he had just seen himself." <laughs> he had just seen himself. So, Hello, Pastor. <laughs> pastor, how are you? You know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Men can never see the fullness of God except if they are delivered from the knowledge of good and the evil completely. And that's what the gospel comes in to tell us. For example, I retain a singular knowledge of God and that he's a father who loves me. Simple. QED. Nothing else. No addition, no subtraction. The relationship I have with God is based on the fact that even before I got here, the Bible said before he laid the foundation of the world, he loved me. So the love is unconditional. Unconditional means no condition. Is that making sense to you? Yes. 
No condition. Imagine if that is how you were raised and that is how you raise your own children. And that is why, friend, when we look up, we can see what is coming. Because this knowledge that has kept men bound, they are not becoming free from it. We can see. Praise God. Let me wrap up by saying this. How do we behave like God with respect to what we have seen, all that I have said? You see in you now a vision of what you desire. Remember we are talking about creating vision, receiving vision, seeing your vision about your life, about yourself. God has told us all that we are. Now we can, build, we can look at that now. And let me tell you where the starting point is. The starting point, remember this vision I'm talking about is not out there, it's in you. Remember, the starting point of change is in a vision. That means, listen to me carefully, everything starts to change when the way you see yourself changes. Does that make sense? Listen to me. There are things you want to do. There are desires you have. There are plans you have. There are things you ever thought you wanted to do, you couldn't do them. Everything changes when the way you see yourself changes. I've taught you in this church, you can do business. You can find companies. You can do everything to make money. But if your spirit is caked with poverty, you will always come down to that place. That is why you see some people make a lot of money. And then after a while, they come back to the same place. Because a man must be reduced to the actions that is going on in his spirit. That is why I told you, the work of God is not, see, church is not rituals. Forget the rituals. Church is about tying up the man on the inside. Using the word of God to wash so that your eyes can see. Because once the way you see yourself changes, then everything starts to change. Don't forget, perception is what controls what? Reality. As a man thinks in his heart, that is how that man is. And so, it doesn't matter how many times you have failed. It doesn't matter how many times you made a mistake. It doesn't matter how many times who born you, where you come from, where you live. All that is irrelevant. What we know that in Christ we are new. And because we are new, we can see new vision for our lives. Does that make sense for anybody? We can now see new life. We can look at ourselves and say, no, no, no. The past failures is gone. The past everything. No, no, no. But this is the brand new me. Don't forget. Once the way you see yourself changes, then everything starts to change. Let me give you an example. I was wrongly taught before that some people, now, there's a balance to that. There are people who are not drunk from certain things. But, I don't know whether you believe in supernatural healing or not. Please just hear me out. Whether you believe in it or not. That's not what I want to explain now. But just hear me out. I used to pray for people. First of all, I used to try with myself. When I have a headache, I lay my hand on my head and say, headache. You know how we used to do those things? I vibrate. Headache. Get out here. Headache. And then when I finish, I'm checking. I'm checking. The headache is still pounding me. I check this head. After a while, I go and for Panadol and drink. <laughs> and then listen to this. I will not feel that I have offended God for not holding on to faith. That's what we are taught. I will feel so bad. Maybe if I have waited more. But uncle, the headache is hitting my head. So I said, I beg, just forget this thing. Maybe it's not my, it's not my area. 
I became a minister in a church. And so they will call out sick people and they ask the ministers to come. Even as I'm praying the person, me, I don't believe anything will happen first. I just <laughs> I just if something happens, maybe later. But even as I'm praying, I'm just trying to fulfill all righteousness. So I just put my father in the name of Jesus, please. I'm just, uh, <laughs> and so now I became a pastor. And then you know, Nigeria, when people see pastor, the first thing they ask is to pray for me. Is that true? Yes. Uh, I started to tell them, no, I am not your prayer merchant. <laughs> if you are not ready to listen to what I'm saying, because the power of what I say changes you, you know how to pray. I can help when you're weak. But I'm not your drug that you take all the time. No, that's not my work. But people will come. So, another offer to prove that me too I'm called. I wanted to heal people. Now listen to me carefully. Whether you believe in supernatural healing or not, it's not the matter. I'm just trying to explain to you my own experience. And so I began to pray. I began to fast. They say fast, and I say, yeah, we have been there. <laughs> I fasted because I wanted to receive an anointing to do that. I prayed. I fasted. Okay, there's no matter of fast we'll never do. I prayed and I fasted. And I believe in God. To do this, I pray nothing happened, nothing changed. I finally concluded, maybe that's not my area. Finally, now I'm sure now that's not my area. One day, I was on my bed. Don't forget when this revelation started coming, I wanted to be sure because I know that this has to do with people's lives. I don't want to stand and tell somebody something that I'm not sure of just because I feel it's true. No. Before I started to preach, I spent months reading, studying, and researching. Because it sounded so new, I wanted to say, I said to myself, if God is saying this thing, it's not new. He must have said it before. Because God does not change. I went and started looking for books. The ones written in the 1800s, 1940s, 1950s. Because I was looking. I will walk into a store, a bookstore. Walk into a store. I will hear, buy that book. That one there. I don't know the author. I will buy the book and go home. And when I open the book, it is confirming what I'm trying to confirm. I read. I studied over and over because I wanted to be sure. Before we even started ministry. I wanted to be sure. Listen to me. I was not doubting the truth in my spirit. Because I knew it was true. But I wanted to be extra sure. I don't want to tell a man that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus when it's not true. And then, one of those days, I was on my bed. I was, I was driving around Ufetu here. A pastor mentioned another pastor. Say, if you want to be a good New Testament preacher, read Dr. E. W. Kenan books. I made a U-turn. I went to the store. I bought his books with 50-something thousand naira. I sat at home and read and study over and over again. This man in the 1940s, the quote I'm saying is what they were saying. Nobody paid attention to them. Nobody paid attention to them. If you talk about big men of God, you don't hear E.W. Kenyon except somebody tells you. Is that true? But what I'm teaching now is what they taught. And guess what? As a result of those teaching, people weren't dying young in his church. 
They said the pastor came to his church after preaching and was talking about sick people. Everybody was looking at him like, where did this man come from? It's true. It's real. When people were going to die, they knew ahead of time. And so, as I was reading that book, I remember I was on my bed, reading the book over and over, over and over. In that book, listen to me carefully. Don't forget. I'm telling you this story because number one, things will change when the way you see yourself changes. In that book, I realized for the first time that what I have been fasting to get is already where? Inside. It's just that I never believed it was there. Because I've been given, here are 14 fundamental ways to walk in healing. Don't forget. That's how corruption comes. You go to a place, you are listening to these people, they tell you, here are 15 characters of a perfect wife. You are a man, you are listening to the thing, right? <laughs> Guess what you do? You know what you do, right? Huh? The same who wrote the thing. <laughs> ah. So, you may think it is not making an impact, but something is being deprecated. Who is perfect? But when you were reading it, it didn't look like anything. But now there's a problem at home. Because you start to see that the one that you have is not good. Because 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 the, the the Christian woman is the proverb twenty what twenty what that one woman she does this she does that she will do like this she does that. so you are not looking whether your own is proverbs nineteen or thirty one <laughs> and guess what when we hear these things we hear these things in church isn't that true it's in church we hear these things listen friends everything that is attack is designed to remove you. From seeing yourself the way God sees you. And then suddenly, as I'm reading this book over and over, I saw in a place, no, no, no. The man said, no, no, no. If you are born again, if you are a new creature, the spirit of God is you. All this gift on. I said, eh, boom. Don't forget. I did not do any other thing. The only thing that changed was the way I saw myself changed. I saw myself from somebody needing something to somebody having it. And don't forget, beloved, God calls things that be not as though they are. And to tell you how radical it changed me, I used to have a radio program in Abuja here. And I hope I get back to that program. Somebody says, I used to have a radio program. What I used to do was to send them tapes. But right there on the bed, right there, I didn't do any other thing. I picked up my phone right there and called the radio station. And I changed my program from recorded to live. Because I wanted to go to the radio and pray for sick people. I have never seen anybody here before. Don't forget. But now, I was so sure that it's real that I switched my program. It was 30 minutes program. When I got there, there's no much doing to tune the spirits with the keyboard. In fact, when I go there, they are praying, playing um, Congresso. Congresso. Is that what It's a radio station. Is that a Christian radio station? The guy has dreadlocks. <laughs> One of those things after I had come, he said, Pastor, I have pain. Pray for me. I said, okay, good. You know where I am now. Right? They will play that song. So when they finish playing the song, so it's not a church environment. When they finish playing, I will sit down and I'll preach for 
15, 20 minutes. The last five minutes, I wish you to pray for the sick. The first time I did it, I remember it was a Thursday night. I went home, wake up Friday morning. I don't, <laughs> everything I'm running away from came back. Like, hey, you are fooled yourself now. You see? So you don't try now. I remember taking a shower. Say, 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 you don't have it. You don't have it. Don't forget the voices that my nurse, friends. Don't have it. You are fooled yourself now. You are fooled yourself now. In fact, as I was taking a shower, it's like, I wanted to reduce the water because now it's, it's getting to make sense now. You are fooled yourself. I said, but I've already changed this program. That was a Thursday. Friday. That was on Friday morning. As I was going into church, that Friday, somebody called on the phone. Say, Pastor, I had to call you to share this testimony. I said, what it is? Of course, somebody was healed. And then I continued from there. If you read my book, you see a list of the testimonies. Listen to me. Those testimonies was not edited. It was the sent. How did I meet favor? How did I meet favor? Sister favor. Sister favor of beloved. How did I meet favor? One of those days, I was in the radio program, preaching and praying. And then I had a word of knowledge. I said, there is somebody who is listening to me. Number one, you have a back pain. God is going to heal you. One. Number two, you are a pastor and you are struggling because what you are preaching is not what God wants you to preach. It was for father. Not only was he healed, he came to the church. My pastor from that church, but he came to the church to give a testimony. And then he brought favor along. He said, this is my daughter. No time for me. Somebody say amen. amen. Oh, by the way, uh, since we are talking for let's let's say it. As I speak, your father is a pastor in another church. But he gives his daughter. Right? I can tell you the testimonies over and over. In fact, I used to go to the station. I would take somebody to the station. After I go up and preach and pray, I will come down and say the guy, watch. I will hold my phone. And tell him to watch. The testimonies will start coming in. And that's exactly what happened. Sir, I did not do any other thing except that the way I saw myself changed. If you can celebrate God, if you want to do that, amen. Thank you, Jesus. And that's what happens. The day, the way you see yourself changes, things will start to change. And it is in that seeing, when we say see a full form for yourself, what we are saying is that change the way you see yourself. Change the way you see yourself. Change the description of yourself that you have. Whatever you want to see in the future, see it now that you are. And you know what? That's why I said to them, when we were praying this morning, I was saying to them, we are not trying to force things to change. We are just aligning with what has been done. God didn't need to do extra sacrifice for me to do that. Praise God. Are you with me so far? Are you sure? So what are you going to do? So beloved, this is where I end this message. As we transition from this year to next year, your greatest assignment is to change how you see yourself. Use all that God has said to us to change the description of you that you see. And that which you see is what you act to us. That's how you plan to us. That's how you calculate. That's how you move. Listen to this. Once you change that, you see that decisions will start to change. Interests will start to change. The things that you do will start to change. The things you stop, there are things you will stop. 
There are people that will go away from you. Everything starts to change because the man has changed. Somebody said loud amen. amen. The man has changed. Ah, I said the man has changed. <laughs> the man has changed. Those who knew you before don't know that something new is happening. The man is a brand new man. Somebody say loud amen. Please bow down your head. Thank you, Jesus.